I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, I partake in, so in doing what I love, I get to keep it up. Perceptions leave much room to be mistaken, so in doing what I say, my word is covenant. I expect nothing but the best from myself, not myself nor me. Putting personality under subordination of the master key, which is the most I in I and I. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely, because your only limitation is your imagination. Priority one is to focus on the most high in the meditation. Develop the routine, keep the room clean, balance the physical and spiritual accommodation. Sit daily from the written word, learn from then put it into practical use within your temple The real work is to know, the truth is the seed The real life is to grow into what you need So as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating Use your concentration wisely Because your only limitation is your imagination Trapped inside the flesh requiring emancipation From the source of the vexation which is the enemy Anyhow, you let the mind control corrupt your state of meditation You compromise your soul, focus of the goal And move further from the free Where you are to be Shaping your destiny is your imagination Because your only limitation is your Which is the enemy Anyhow, you let the mind control Corrupt your state of meditation You compromise your soul Just focus off the goal And move further from the free Where you want to be Shaping your destiny Guided by the most high No need for competition When creative cultivation Of the nation is the mission As a man thinketh in his heart So is he 
In the dark, she's a lock from the ox, spitting lyrics from the heart. Honey complected it, brainwaves stay connected it. Her meditation skills keep her traveling through the stars. Came from the ether, destination unknown, flown from outer space, where lots of ancient people were grown. Shown the truth since the youth, and the roots showed the proof. Opening pathways like the Father issue. Like that boot camp, she a strange wonder. Ascended to the heavens from the land of down under. Trying to figure how to reunite her people now asunder. She devours these alliances to stave off her growing hunger. Her number, the two stands forever growing wisdom. She is the moon, heed the sun, overstand and make the cycle one. You could catch a politicking on the streets of Mecca. Did she rest in Ile Ife to recharge her bio essence? Is when she broke the earthly terrain Born with two Fulani earrings And a pocket full of change That's where the voice That's the sound to behold She broke the mold Renewed the old Turned the microphone To solid gold Spoke with the elders Before she left the home planet And they told her Never, never disrespect the craft If you can stand it Remember the four facets They will carry you far Not for you to be a star But a preserver of art Part human Cause the body she inhabits A goddess Cause she carry bloodlines Of the immortal status Like Gladys Took the midnight train to Georgia Seeking out the ground Like gold Moorish explorers, the forest of knowledge was barren and weeds were taken over. She took the seed from her magic bag and planted near a 40 clover. A lotus flower grew from mud at the riverbanks. The people start rejoicing on their knees, giving thanks. They asked her name, wonder why she wasn't famous She said my name is Cyrock, you're confused on what my aim is I do this not for recognition, but to change my folks' position This is lesson 101, so hold your tongue and start to listen You are the lost tribe, wanders from the light Sent to conquer universes, turn the wrongness to right The uncivilized have an envious eye And they plotted your demise based on treachery and lies You lost your culture and the jewels that you came with They learned your alchemy and they used it to make a name with Became the false gods while the real ones suffered the jewels became dull and over time they lost their luster you forgot the mission and got tricked into submission now the elders sent me here to resurrect the beats and rhythms this is your movement and it can never be stopped it's the spirit of our people given the name of hip-hop
Joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is Dropping Jewels, Gemstones of the Bible. Dropping Jewels, Gemstones from the Bible. We're going to start off tonight in the praise up as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed. Starting off in Exodus 28, 15 to 21. And thou shalt make the breastplate of judgment with cunning work. After the work of the ephod, thou shalt make it of gold, of blue, and of purple, and of scarlet, and of fine twine linen, Shalt thou make it? Four square it shall be doubled, a span shall be the length thereof, and the span shall be the breadth thereof. And thou shalt set it in settings of stones, even four rows of stones. The first row shall be a sardius, a topaz, and a carbuncle. This shall be the first row. And the second row shall be an emerald a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a ligure, and a gate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a beryl, and an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold in their enclosings. And the stones shall be with the names of the children of Israel. Twelve, according to their names, like the engravings of a signet. Every one with his name shall they be according to the twelve tribes. Ezekiel twenty-eight thirteen. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, Topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. And Revelations twenty-one eighteen to 27 and the building of the wall of it was of jasper. And the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a chalcedony, the fourth an emerald, the fifth, Sardinox, the sixth, Sardius, the seventh, Chrysolite, the eighth, Beryl, the ninth, a Topaz, a tenth, Chrysoporosis, 
the eleventh, a jacinth, the twelfth, an amethyst, and the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And finally, from the Nag Hammadi Library, the Gospel of Thomas, sayings 17, 18, 19, and 30. Yeshua said, I shall give you what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no hand has touched, what has not arisen in the human heart, The student said to Yeshua, Tell us how our end will be. Yeshua said, Have you discovered the beginning and are now seeking the end? Where the beginning is, the end will be. Blessings on you who stand at the beginning. You will know the end and not taste death. Yeshua said, Blessings on you who came into being before coming into being. If you become my students and hear my sayings, these stones will serve you. For there are five trees in paradise for you. Summer or winter, they do not change, and their leaves don't fall. Whoever knows them will not taste death. Yeshua said, Where there are three, they are without God. And where there is only one, I say, I am with him. Lift the stone, and there you will find me. Split the wood, I am there. Lift the stone, and there you will find me. A jewel within the jewels. Jewelry for the taking and the making, dropping jewels, gemstones from the Bible, Gems 101. We're going to come back with tonight's theme after a music moment. Blessings and grace. Gonna master the art of following And cause it's already been told 
Blessings and grace. And I'm back with tonight's theme, dropping jewels, gemstones from the Bible. Crystal gemstones inspire many people with their beauty, but the power and symbolism of these sacred stones go beyond simple inspiration. Since crystal stones store energy inside their molecules, some people use them as tools to better connect with spiritual energy while praying. In the book of Exodus, the Bible and Torah both describe how the Most High instructed people to make a breastplate with 12 different gemstones for a high priest to use in prayer. The Most High gave Moses 
detailed instructions for how to build everything that the priest, Aaron, would use when approaching the physical manifestation of the Most High's glory on earth, known as the Shekinah, to offer people's prayers to God. This included details about how to build an elaborate tabernacle, as well as the priest's clothing. The prophet Moses passed this information along to the Hebrew people, who put their individual skills to work, carefully making the materials as their offerings to the Most High. The book of Exodus records that the Most High instructed the people to use onyx stones inside the tabernacle on a garment called an ephod, the vest that the priest would wear underneath the breastplate. Then it presents the details of the 12 stones for the famous breastplate. While the list of stones isn't completely clear due to, the, due to differences in translations over the years, a common modern translation reads, They fashioned the breastplate, the work of a skilled craftsman. They made it like the ephod of gold and of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn, and of finely twisted linen. It was square, a span long and a span wide, and folded doubled. Then they mounted four rows of precious stones on it. The first row was ruby, chrysolite, and beryl. The second row was turquoise, sapphire, and emerald. The third row was jacinth, agate, and amethyst. The fourth row was topaz, onyx, and jasper. They were mounted in gold filigree settings. There were twelve stones, one for each of the names of the sons of Israel, each engraved like a seal with the name of one of the twelve tribes, Exodus 39, 8-14. The twelve stones symbolize God's family and his leadership as a loving father. The number twelve often indicates governmental perfection or complete divine governance. The Most High gave the gemstone breastplate to the high priest, Aaron, to help him spiritually discern answers to the people's questions that he asked the Most High while praying in a tabernacle. Exodus 28.30 mentions mystical objects called Urim and Thummim, which means lights and perfections, that the Most High instructed the Hebrew people to include in the breastplate. Also, put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastplate so that they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. So Aaron will always bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. Now, Earl Redmacher writes that the Urim and the Thummim were intended as a means of divine guidance for Israel, they involved gems or stones that were either attached to or carried inside the breastplate worn by the high priest when he consulted with the Most High. For this reason, the breastplate is often called the breastplate of judgment or decision. While we know that this decision-making system existed, no one knows for sure how it worked. There's a great deal of speculation about how the Urim 
and the Thummimim delivered a verdict. The gemstones listed as part of the priest's breastplate are similar to the 12 stones that the Bible describes in the book of Revelation as comprising the 12 gates to the wall of the holy city that the Most High will create at the end of the world. When the Most High makes a new heaven and a new earth, and because of the translation challenges of precisely identifying the breastplate stones, the list of the stones may be entirely the same. Just like each stone in the breastplate is inscribed with the names of ancient Israel's 12 tribes, the gates of the city walls are inscribed with those same names of Israel's 12 tribes. Revelation chapter 21 describes an angel giving a tour of the city, and verse 12 said, It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. The city's wall's 12 foundations were decorated with every kind of precious stone. Verse 19 says, Those foundations were also inscribed with 12 names, the names of the 12 apostles. Verse 14 says, The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Verses 19 and 20 list the stones that make up the city's wall. The foundations of the city's wall were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Now starting off first with jasper, in many ancient civilizations, Jasper was believed to be heavily charged with mysterious and sometimes contradictory properties. Red jasper stimulated without being excessive. Yellow jasper enhanced common sense, but also the need for conformity. And green jasper, of all one color, harmonized gently, yet could change the opinion of even the most stubborn person. Jaspers were prized even by the earliest physicians as the most powerful astringents, regulators of metabolism and colic, and strengtheners of the stomach and digestive organs. The Roman physician Galen, prominent in the first century, always wore a ring set with jasper, carved in the figure of a man with a bundle of herbs, signifying the power to distinguish diseases and stop the flow of blood from any part. He declared the jasper, particularly the green variety, should be hung around the neck to strengthen the chest and stomach, as did the Egyptian king, Nisiphius, who wore green jasper cut in the shape of a dragon over his digestive organs and reported it to be wonderfully strengthening to their functions. Jasper was a significant stone in nearly all religious and cultural histories throughout the world. To the Hebrews, Jasper was Yaspha, the twelfth stone in the breastplate of the high priest, inscribed with the tribal name Asher, though some listed as the tribe of Benjamin. 
Most writers agree the stone was highly valued green jasper, based on the stones known and used at the time. It is also believed the original breastplate of Aaron may have contained red jasper as the odem or first stone and yellow jasper as the tarshish or the tenth stone. In Christian tradition, jasper represented the young vigor of faith and was dedicated to the Apostle Peter as the hard and solid rock upon which Christ would build his church. It was also the gleaming material from the city, from which the city walls and the first foundation of the New Jerusalem would be made. In the Apocalypse, St. John sees the Eternal appear on a throne of Jasper, representing eternal youth, renewal, and revelation. Jasper was considered a sacred stone of protection for the shamans of the Native American Indians during their magical practices and continued adherence to the old ways. Jasper containing the yellow color protected and assisted in times of travel, both physical and spiritual. That which contained the red color induced health and rebirth, freshness in ideas and strategies. The use and purposes of Jasper, wear or carry Jasper to alleviate stress and induce tranquility. Its cleansing effect eliminates negative energy and stabilizes the aura. It makes an ideal worry or rubbing stone for soothing the nerves and increasing one's focus and is a wonderful stone for banishing nightmares or harmful thoughts. Jasper is superb for healing and sustaining the physical and emotional bodies during injury, prolonged illness, or hospitalization. Its earth energies bring gradual strength and renewed vitality. Jasper makes an excellent diet stone, lending emotional support and strength and self-discipline, as well as boosting physical energy levels. Its slow, steady vibration helps avoid extremes and encourages perseverance. It's also useful for long periods of fasting. Jasper is remarkable for cutting down or quitting smoking. It may assist in reducing one's overconsumption of alcohol. It helps to remove harmful toxins from the system over time. It helps release the emotional triggers that perpetuate the behavior. This stone may be used to align the energies of the chakras to facilitate safe travel, particularly when placed over the heart and the navel chakras. It's a highly protective and grounding stone. And Jasper is also believed to increase fertility and is conducive to happy pregnancies. It's supposed to also be a powerful aphrodisiac and a regenerator of sperm, especially when it's combined with garnet or topaz. And for physical healing energy, Jasper is considered highly restorative for tissue deterioration of the internal organs and useful in treating disorders of the kidney, spleen, bladder, liver, and stomach. Jasper water is soothing for the digestive system, and it's particularly useful as a gem elixir because it does not overstimulate the body. Jasper is beneficial in staunching blood flow, 
particularly nosebleeds, it can also assist in reducing hemorrhoids. It soothes epilepsy gout and may be used to treat the sensory loss of smell. It's used for healing emotional energy. A stone of courage, Jasper imparts determination and tenacity in all pursuits. It encourages one to be honest with oneself when confronting problems and helps one to recognize and overcome insecurities, fears, and guilts. So place Jasper on the base chakra to stabilize and energize the physical body. Laying it over each chakra in turn will cleanse, boost, and realign the chakras and the aura, balancing yin and yang energies as well as aligning the physical and emotional bodies with the etheric realm. With Jasper's diverse range of colors and its different use in body layouts, the individual color should be placed appropriately for specific chakra healing. So check out Jasper for your spiritual energy work, your healing balance work, your emotional energy work, physical healing energy. The next gem is the sapphire. Sapphires were praised for bringing divine favor and were referenced in nearly every religious history. To the Hebrews, sapphire was a stone of prophecy, wisdom, and divine glory. The law given to Moses on the mount was said to be engraved on tablets of sapphire, and it was listed as the fifth stone and the breastplate of the high priest inscribed with the tribe Issachar. In his vision, the prophet Ezekiel compared the throne of Jehovah to a sapphire, and the seal stone in King Solomon's magical ring was thought to have been a blue sapphire, the symbol of wisdom. Abraham was said to have worn a magnificent sapphire around his neck, and when he died, it rose to the sun. Considered to be a holy stone, sapphire is believed to render its bearer pacific, amiable, pious, and devout, confirming the soul in good works. Amiable, pious, devout, pacific, confirming the soul in good works. It is thought to prevent wicked and impure thoughts and to refuse the shine for those who are unchaste or impure. St. Jerome wrote that the sapphire procured favor with princes, pacified enemies, gave freedom from enchantment and captivity, and could ease the wrath of the Most High Himself. Sapphires have long been regarded as especially appropriate for use in ecclesiastical rings worn by priests and high dignitaries for symbols of chastity and to represent heaven. When a new cardinal is elected by the Pope in the Roman Catholic Church, he receives with much pomp and ceremony a red hat and along with his new title, a gold ring set with a sapphire, placed on the ring finger of his right hand by the Pope himself. Sapphire was also revered as a gem of royalty worn by kings, queens, and nobility as a powerful defense from harm and envy. It was reputed to protect the wearer from dishonesty, fraud, terror, poverty, 
even stupidity and ill temper. It was touted as an enemy of poison, even to the point of declaring that if a sapphire were put into a glass with a spider or a venomous reptile, it would kill it. According to legend, Helen of Troy owned a large sapphire which was believed to hold the key to her desirability. And King Solomon's magical ring inscribed on a sapphire known as the Seal of Solomon was reported to give him the power to command demons and spirits and to speak to animals. It was said he used the magic of sapphires to seduce the Queen of Sheba. Charlemagne wore an enormous sapphire amulet prominently to display his devotion to the Most High. In medieval times, sapphire was used as a test for infidelity, thought to change color if worn by the unfaithful. Medicinally, sapphire was described as cold, dry, and astringent, taking the fire out of inflammations and drying up infections, especially of the eyes. Made into paste or elixirs, it was used to anoint the eyelids for infections. And made into little balls the size of peas and polished, it was put into the eyes to take out dust gnats or anything that had fallen in it. It was also thought to preserve the eyes from smallpox and other diseases. Ointments of sapphire and milk were spread over sores and boils, Elixirs mixed with the cardinal water, vinegar, and juice of lemons were considered good for all fluxes of the belly and dysentery and hemorrhoids and other bleedings. It was also used for internal ulcers to strengthen and refresh the heart to cure melancholy. A sapphire stone laid to the forehead was thought to stop bleeding at the nose. Sapphire symbolizes integrity, love, commitment, and fidelity. And over the years, it has traditionally given as gifts for the 5th or the 45th wedding year anniversary. It is considered a gem of autumn. Now, blue sapphire assists in healing all parts of the body and soothes insomnia. Used externally or as an elixir, sapphire water is considered a good purifier and should be used as the seasons change. Long used as a curative for eye infections and improving eyesight, blue sapphire is also used to relieve headaches, fevers, nosebleeds, and issues of the ears, including hearing infection, inner ear imbalances, and vertigo. Blue sapphire is beneficial to the thyroid, swollen glands, and in treating problems related to speech and communication. It's also considered helpful to the nervous system and in treating blood disorders, dementia, and degenerative diseases. And for emotional healing energy, sapphire frees us from our inner prisons and psychic suffering that causes us to shut down emotionally. It can be an effective aid in treatments for neuroses, and, and sapphire releases depression and lightens the mood. It brings calm and focus to the mind. It restores balance within the body. Blue sapphire assists those who are easily swayed 
by the opinions of others. It promotes a fuller understanding of the self and assists one in becoming more secure in their own opinions and knowledge and expressing those truths to others. Star sapphires of any hue are excellent healing crystals for those with an inferiority complex or afraid of socializing or speaking out. The blue sapphire stimulates the throat chakra, the voice of the body. In essence, a pressure valve that allows the energy from the other chakras to be expressed. If it's blocked or out of balance, it can affect the health of the other chakras. When the throat chakra is in balance and open, it allows for the expression of what we think and what we feel. The blue crystal energy will unblock and balance the throat chakra. And darker shades of blue encourage the power of truth, while lighter shades carry the power of flexibility, relaxation, and balance. So check out Sapphire for the spiritual, healing, balancing energy that it radiates. The next stone, the gem, is agate. Ancient Romans valued the agate for its reputed medicinal and talismanic properties. Powdered and mixed with water, it was said to counteract serpent's venom. Agates were believed to make the wearers agreeable, persuasive, and give them favor of the Most High, guarding them from all dangers and enabling them to vanquish earthly obstacles such as high winds and lightning. The wearer of a gate was believed to be a cure for insomnia and was thought to induce pleasant dreams. Legends claim that a gate to have the power to secure the wearer from danger and to protect children from falling and to endow their owners with strength, courage, and the ability to heal their fears. A gate is believed to be the middle stone in the third row in the breastplate of the high priest. Metaphysically, a gate has a lower intensity and vibrates to a lower frequency than other stones, but is highly regarded as a stabilizing and strengthening influence. The layered bands of microscopic quartz in a gate may appear delicate. They are actually very strong. A gate is excellent for balancing emotional, physical, and intellectual energy and in harmonizing yin and yang, the positive and negative forces of the universe. The use and purposes of a gate is that it promotes inner stability, composure, and maturity. Its warm, protective properties encourage security and self-confidence. It's a great crystal to use during pregnancy. A gate also helps New mothers avoid the baby blues sometimes experienced after giving birth. And the gate jewel worn between the breasts encourages lactation. A gate stops the burning desires for things that we don't need and assists those juggling commitments for multiple jobs. It helps writers express ideas in a marketable form and helps. A gate has been known as useful as a protection amulet when traveling, especially effective against traffic accidents. As a professional support stone, 
A gate supposedly stabilizes the imagination and the inspiration of artists. It enhances mental function by improving concentration, perception, and analytical abilities. Placed on the abdomen or used as an elixir, a gate stimulates the digestive system and relieves gastritis. It's beneficial for the eyes, hollow organs, such as the stomach, uterus, intestines, and heals skin disorders and itching due to insect bites. Agate is helpful to the heart and blood vessels. Wearing an agate in the middle of the chest strengthens the cardiac muscle and heals emotional disharmony that prevents acceptance of love. A cold agate placed on the forehead is generally effective in curing fever. A gate may also reduce the symptoms of epilepsy and for some people guards against sleepwalking. And in emotional healing energy, a gate encourages a sense of reality and pragmatic thinking. A gate is beneficial in self-analysis and uncovering hidden circumstances that might interfere with well-being. It promotes self-acceptance and confidence and encouraging the speaking of one's own truth. A gate overcomes negativity and bitterness of the heart by healing anger, fostering love, and lending the courage to start over. It's a stabilizing force. So look into the resonance of the gemstone, a gate. Moving forward, I'm going to speak on the emerald. Now, the emerald in Jewish history is listed in Exodus as the fourth stone in the breastplate of the high priest. And some of the original manuscripts translate emerald as the third stone engraved with the tribe of Levi. Legend also relates emerald as one of the four precious stones given by the Most High to King Solomon, endowing him with power over all creation. In Christian history, the emerald is attributed to St. John in reference to his youth and gentleness. In Revelations in the New Testament, he compares the rainbow around a throne of God in sight like unto an emerald. In antiquity, emerald was to be worn in a ring to prevent giddiness and to strengthen the memory. It was believed to take away foolish fears of devils it was said to be good for the eyes and assisted women in childbirth and drove away evil spirits. The emerald was considered an antidote for poison, venomous bites, and taken as an elixir, cured all fluxes, especially dysentery. The famous Sanguayal of King Arthur's time was reputed to be a miraculous chalice made of a single precious emerald sent from heaven and endowed with the power of preserving chastity, prolonging life, and other wonders. This chalice was believed to have been brought down directly by the hands of the Most High by angels and was the actual cup from which Christ drank at the Last Supper. As a revealer of truth, Emerald also held the power to protect one from enchantments, conjuration of spells, 
and was considered a gemstone of universal sight, strengthening memory, increasing intelligence, and giving the wearer the ability to foretell the future, especially if put on the tongue or worn on the left side of the body. In its prophecy, according to legend, as an amulet, Emerald was used to prevent epilepsy and usually worn around the neck or in a ring. It, it was highly recommended by Aristotle for this purpose, and he also urged it to be hung around the necks of children to ward off epilepsy. Emerald is a seeker energizer crystal. Seekers contain the crystal energy structure that aligns the natural energy of the crystal to the natural power of the human mind and finding the way to new horizons and new capabilities. They're pointers, directors, and compasses, the fresh start crystals. These are the talismans of the scientist, the adventurer, the hunter, the wanderer, the explorer. They're also crystals of the student and the researcher. Energizer crystals such as emerald are powerful conduit crystals for focusing and amplifying the universal life force, and our energy to accomplish our goals. They aid in our effort to gain what we seek, enhance our lives, protect what we value, and defend us from undesirable elements. Emerald is an excellent stone for reviving passions, whether for an interest, a person, or a job. To attract romantic love, wear or carry an emerald out of sight near the heart. In tumblestone form, emerald promotes good self-esteem, especially in restoring the confidence of young girls or teens that have been teased about their weight, or any young person made to feel inferior due to the inability for any reason. While emerald has a calming effect on the emotions, it has an invigorating effect on thought, reflection, and philosophy. It's a marvelous crystal for activating artistic creativity, for bringing focus and intensity to one's life work. Emerald is a remarkable support stone for the workplace. It increases mental acuity, strengthens memory, and inspires eloquence in speech. Natural emerald or tumblestone held for five minutes a day brings rapid recall of facts and is ideal for occupations where visionary insight is a significant benefit. It enkindles success in business, especially for older women, and is particularly known for assistance in areas of legal affairs, trials, and litigation. Emerald brings a soothing mental and emotional equilibrium, making it extremely beneficial in stimulating cooperation and understanding within a group of people. It's also helpful in, in relieving claustrophobia. Called the stone of successful love, emerald opens and nurtures the heart and the heart chakra. Its soothing energy provides healing to all levels of the being, bringing freshness and vitality to the spirit. A stone of inspiration and infinite patience, it embodies unity, compassion, and unconditional love. Emerald promotes friendship, balance between partners, 
and particularly known for providing domestic bliss, contentment, and loyalty. Emerald is also a stone of great vision and intuition, associated with the eyes and the sight, long believed to foretell future events and reveal one's truth. It is a stone of wisdom, enhancing memory and increasing mental clarity. It combines intelligence with discernment and brings to the conscious mind what is unconsciously known. Emerald also increases focus and intent. You see, I believe that everything on this planet has a purpose and a place. Every mineral, every element, every liquid, every gas. And the information that's contained is for us, the human. These minerals and crystals are sought after. These gems are used to make computers in highly evolved technological endeavors that are used for us and against us. So it would behoove us to learn a little bit about these gems. I'm going to stop right here and come back next week with part two. Right now, we're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. Righteousness Forget somehow, somehow they twice defeated all the time words lift them up now. Serious when we broke in, serious things in a Babylon town. Seriously, ancient no about in I millennium for it worse. So reduce them to not, not upward. I intent and talk crumb, crumbs upon your head. Don't let Babylon take them off. Wow. See, they divide and conquer Babylon and not take a take them off. Before Illuminati enter, illuminated them. Do you remember? Do you remember the land of Kush? Do you remember the mysteries? Do you remember the one? Yes. Do you remember the ancient city? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? of high without the misery in a full balance alignment and the symmetry no allowance for the truth or the self-mastery only allowing to be mastered by them they mentally mentally gone yeah hey, they must so far as be he got evident to them they were so far as we well alliance strong over them entirely overturn corruption now go down with piracy
Yes, my lord. Black is the potential infinitely, I firmly recall. How you believe black is the lowly, lowly overall? When it is the height spiritually, a black one who stands tall. Center the galaxy is black hole, hey, hold on. Where we witness the unity with creator. Oh, one, one of the ancient. Listen to the point now made vocal. All things blessed are you. Keep your eyes, eyes focused.
creator. Thank you. Welcome to the center of the earth. The ethers that birthed you as above, so below you. You dig? Dissolving your hate, I transform into greatness. Spitting storms from my spaceship with an aura that's ancient. Restoring order, destroyed the borders through the portals of the shrines and altars. We the daughters that you prayed for. Sweet and sour, and my mama whipped that same sauce. Heat from the same source, flow with that same force. Carry that same torch, I enforce the same laws. Hey, we universal, creator said to be and keep my soul about the circus. Uh, fulfill my purpose with ease, keep it sweet, focus on my peace. And always greet the family. Yeah, welcome is great to make your acquaintance. Jerking ages like Keanu in the Matrix. This initiation, we're building the real and blatant. Returning what's lost and taking whipping honey in the basement. Ooh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Water break, water break. The bender in the street, journey through the galaxy. Loving life, we loving like the fist is swept on the street. The new goddess on the block. Space age, shorty swinging crystals from my life. We the bender in the street, journey through the galaxy. Loving life, we loving like the fist is swept on the street. And you know that this a bar. Futuristic slayers aiming lasers at the odds. We landed, time to take over the planet This the shit that we've been planning Demons shook and start to panic We done black dog bandits expanded with mama planet In the stream of protection And divine intervention on a mission Listen, this is stick up, stick up Recalibrate, prepare for liftoff Coming from the land of In the tenth dimension A vessel for God You know that's my mom Give thanks to my eyes For the bidders Life, we loving like, like the fist is swept in all uh-huh. the streets. Yeah, the new goddess on the block. Hey. Space age, shorty swinging crystals for my lives. Uh, we the bidders, we journey through the, the galaxy. Loving life, we loving like the fist is swept in all the streets. And you know that this a bar. Futuristic slayers aiming lasers at the odds. We the bidders, we journey through the galaxy. Loving life, we loving like the fist is swept in all the streets. The bidders, we journey through the galaxy, loving life, loving life, this is what they're making. And my soul is hip hop, I float everything I got. Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the go and gnosis. Your news infused with consciousness. Starting off at tapinto.net, legendary Newark, New Jersey artist Jerry Gant laid to rest. Jerry Gant, a Newark native whose art indelibly colored the landscape of his hometown, was celebrated for a life well lived both as an artist and as a human being. Jerry Gant had swagmatism. Swagmatism is the ability to be so distinct, so bold, so present, 
that people are drawn to you, said the Reverend Kevin E. Taylor, pastor at the Unity Fellowship Church, as he utilized Gant on Monday in front of more than 500 people at a service inside Newark Symphony Hall. If he saw you for a moment, he pulled you in. Gant, who died earlier this month from liver cancer at age 56, was a renowned visual and performing artist who treated Newark, New Jersey as his canvas. His work was eclectic, made of wire, paper, wood, vinyl, denim, light, and leaves. His work was prolific, seen at Newark Penn Station on Clinton Avenue, on trash cans, and even snow mounds. Known by many Newarkers as Dr. J, the ghetto optometrist, Gant unleashed his artistic vision on the city long before art galleries graced the city's downtown. Gant was known for never letting anyone out of his presence before he gave them a hug and took their picture. Emma Wilcox, co-founder of Newark's Gallery of Pharaoh, was haunted by something Gant said when he was on the verge of leaving this world. Don't let them forget me. Jerry, how could we forget you? We will always remember you, Wilcox said. Jerry, you were loved. I personally knew Jerry Gant. He did pull you in. He had an effervescence and a splendor to his, to his personality. He was living, breathing art. And that love was demonstrated at the end of the service when dozens of mourners swarmed Gant's coffin to tag it with graffiti, marking it with messages as Gant had marked the city. Before people left with their memories of Gant, the Reverend Taylor left them with a mission. It was a version of the slogan that Jerry Gant wrote on walls across Newark, Detox the Ghetto, meaning not just water and air, but also the mind. We didn't walk with some man. We were present with the Titan who dared to believe that we didn't have to go looking to some big Mount Olympus for art. We are art, Taylor said. You can't forget about him because he left a legacy to make sure you have to talk about him. So that anyone who says, I can't get it all done, all of a sudden, you're on the number 27 bus going right past Military Park and see one of his sculptures. And then you go, darn, Jerry, I must do the work because I am the work. You want to honor him? That's your assignment. Get over yourself and get to work. You ain't done nothing if you don't leave no work. Blessings and grace to the artistic energy that was Jerry Gant. Moving forward to Deadline.com. Kwame Kwe Arma, the artistic director of London's Young Vic, is to adapt the story of the Haitian Revolution. After optioning the James's Black Jacobins, Toussaint L'Overture, and the San Domingo Revolution, Kwe Arma, a playwright, director, and actor who has appeared in shows such as BBC's Casualty and Skins, and voiced Matumbo in The Lorax, is to adapt the book into a 10-part television series. The book was written in 1938 by Afro-Trinidadian historian and charts the history of the Haitian Revolution from 1791 to 1804. The series will start with the first slave revolt of 1791 and end with the Haitian Declaration of Independence, in 1804. 
It will explore the nature of leadership, its compromises, its glories, and the range of personal cost it claims. It will be produced by Bryn Coed, which was launched by Riviera producer Fonz Allen. Quay Armour said, Some books change you. Other books change everybody who reads them. The Black Jacobins is one such book. By introducing me to the Haitian Revolution, to a man, to a people, and to a time that refined the way the mighty military nations of Europe saw themselves in relation to the rest of the world, viscerally tilted my axis and changed the way I see the world we live in today. So look out for the 10-part miniseries on the Haitian Revolution. And moving forward to rawstory.com. Get up, stand up. UNESCO declares reggae a global cultural treasure. UNESCO has, has declared reggae the Jamaican music that spread across the world with its calls for social justice, peace, and love to be a global treasure that must be safeguarded. Born in the poor neighborhoods of Kingston in the 1960s, reggae reflected hard times and struggle, but could also be joyous dance music with a distinctive offbeat. Its most famous songwriter and performer, the late Bob Marley, became a global superstar with hits like No Woman, No Cry and Get Up, Stand Up. Other notables include Jimmy Cliff and Toots and the Maytales. Artists such as, as, as The Clash incorporated its chunky beat and its politics into its own music, bringing into it a wider audience. It caught on from Brazil to Britain and Africa. Its contribution to international discourse on issues of injustice, resistance, love, and humility underscores the dynamics of the element as being once cerebral, sociopolitical, sensual, and spiritual, UNESCO said in a statement. Paris-based UNESCO, a cultural agency of the United Nations, made its ruling at a meeting this week. So, reggae is considered a global treasure and is now protected under the United Nations. And moving on to Vox.com, France's anti-Macron protests are turning deadlier. Paris burns as Macron's power increasingly goes up in flames. The country is currently in the grip of widespread protests and riots that have led to violent clashes with police, leaving hundreds injured and thousands of dollars worth of property damage. The protests began around November 17th, when French drivers sporting yellow vests led a demonstration of 280,000 people across the country to push back against the rising taxes on gas and diesel fuel. French President Emmanuel Macron announced the new gas tax early this year as a part of a broader plan to minimize France's reliance on fossil fuels. The tax will increase the price of fuel by about 30 cents per gallon and will continue to rise over the next few years, the French government says. Gas already costs about $7.06 per gallon in France. $7.06 per gallon in France. The protest movement, known as Gillette's Jones, French for the yellow vest demonstrators wear, has blockaded streets and highways, 
burned cars, and brought with police in response to the price hike. In recent days, though, the protesters have begun directing their anger at the state of France economy as well and at Macron's leadership of the country in general. Saturday saw one of the worst days of unrest yet, with the third large-scale riot in Paris described by some as urban warfare and the worst riots in a generation. Around 133 people were injured, including law enforcement officials. About 412 people were arrested. France's interior ministry said it had to deploy 37,000 police officers and 30,000 firefighters and 30,000 gender arms, militaries, armed forces to contend with the protests. But the movement has spread to many parts of the country and in some cases turned deadly. On Saturday, a protester at the southern part of the city of Marseille threw tear gas canisters through the window of a home, killing an 80-year-old woman. Three other people have also been killed since the protests began, according to police. So Macron tweeted on Saturday that he will always respect the protests and will always listen to the opposition, but added, I will never accept the violence. He held a security meeting with his top staff on Monday, and the country's prime minister plans to meet with representatives for the Yellow Vest movement on Tuesday. But the gas tax or the educational changes no longer seem like the main reason French people are protesting. It's mostly because of Macron himself. And on TheGuardian.com, students blockade schools as the French protests spread. About 100 schools are under blockade while the prime minister meets with opposition leaders. The French prime minister, Edouard Philippe, has met opposition party leaders as nationwide protests continue to spread across France, with students blockading about 100 schools after thousands of mass protesters fought running battles with police and burned cars, buildings and barricades in the most affluent areas of Paris on Saturday. The Gillette Jones, or the Yellow Vest Citizens protest movement, continued on Monday with peaceful anti-government demonstrations at the barricades on roads and at fuel depots across France. High school students who have been protesting against the changes to colleges and the university system also seized on the mood of protest and stepped up their blockades. About 100 schools were fully or partially blockaded around the country, including southern city of Toulouse and Critel in the city of um, in the Paris area. Seven teenagers were arrested after riot police were called to the Jean-Pierre Tembard High School in northern Paris suburbs, where a car was overturned and bins were set on fire. In an opinion poll for Harris Interactive, taken after Saturday's violence in Paris, found that 72% of the French people still support the protest movement that began last month in response to the rise and environmental taxes on fuel, and has morphed into an opposition to the government of the centrist president, Emmanuel Macron. Saturday's violence in Paris has also alarmed the French business community, which claims it has already lost billions of euros. As a representative met with the economy minister, hotel unions said bookings were down 15%, Retailers in Paris and other cities in which there were violent protests on Saturday said they had suffered major losses in a crucial run-up to Christmas. 
So the schools are closed, the streets are burning, and the people are protesting in the hundreds of thousands in Paris and in France, all over the country of France. So blessings and prayers to the ones that are protesting and that justice is served and the people get what they deserve in Paris and in France and the entire country. And on pre.org, Qatar is leaving OPEC. Other countries could follow. Qatar announced Monday that it's leaving the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, the oil cartel led by Saudi Arabia. It's being seen by many as a slap in the face to the Saudis. The Saudi government led a June 2007 campaign to isolate Qatar, a tiny country on its border, which is said was supporting terrorism. The Saudi kingdom banned Qatar airplanes and ships from using Saudi airspace and sea routes and blocked the only land crossing onto the Qatar Peninsula. Saudi Arabia threatened in 2018 to dig a ditch along its border with Qatar and to turn Qatar into an island. Qatar moves comes just days before OPEC is to meet in Vienna on Thursday. One of the important things to understand about Qatar is that it's actually not that big of an oil producer, said energy expert Ellen Wald. In fact, its major energy product is a liquefied natural gas. Qatar only produces about 600,000 to 620,000 barrels per day of oil, but makes most of its money off of natural gas exports. Wald, who is president of the Transversal Consulting and a senior fellow at the Atlantic Council's Global Energy Center, says Qatar's decision would be both a personal matter for the Qatar leadership and also a domestic political matter. Qatar probably sees no reason to be part of a group that has its position dictated by Saudi Arabia when Saudi Arabia is making statements outwardly that would like to basically end Qatar as Qatar exists today, she said. OPEC was founded in 1960 by Iran, Iraq, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, and Venezuela. But these countries were joined by a whole host of other countries as more oil was discovered in other places. In 1961, Qatar joined, followed by Indonesia, Libya, the United Arab Emirates, and Algeria. Nigeria, Ecuador, and Gabon came in the 1970s, followed by Angola in 2007, Equatorial Guinea in 2017, and the Republic of Congo in 2018. Walt says that leaving the OPEC does not really hurt Qatar because it doesn't produce or export much oil, but it's a jab at Saudi Arabia because if more small oil producers like Qatar leave the group, that will decrease the overall influence of OPEC. Saudi Arabia, the United Emirates, and Kuwait dominate OPEC. Nigeria is also important, and Iran has great potential, she said. If the rest of them all get together and leave, if the smaller OPEC nations feel they're not being listened to, then that really could decrease OPEC's overall influence in the world market. And on SandraRose.com, Greek court clears nine men of murder and brutal death of African-American tourists. A Greek court on Friday cleared nine men of murder and the brutal beating of African-American tourists 
Bakari Henderson. Blessings and grace to the Henderson family, to his mother and father. Henderson was 22 years old, was killed during a bar brawl in July of 2017. The six suspects who were held in custody since their arrest last year were convicted of assault charges and sentenced to prison terms ranging from five to 15 years. Three men were acquitted on all charges. All the suspects say they never intended to kill Henderson. Henderson of Austin, Texas, was was on a working vacation in Greece when he visited a bar with a friend. He had planned to shoot a promotional video for his own line of apparel, according to CBS News. Witnesses say an argument ensued after one of the suspects objected to Henderson, being African-American, taking a selfie with a Serbian woman. The woman told police that when she posed for a photo with Henderson, a man said, there are a lot of Serbs in the bar. Why are you talking to a black guy? She said one of the men hit Henderson and he hit the man back. The brawl continued outside where the man chased Henderson down the street and punched and kicked him to death. Surveillance footage from the bar shows a group of men attacking Henderson in the street. At least one of the men beat him with brass knuckles. Henderson's parents traveled from their home in Texas to Greece for every hearing. They had hoped to see all nine of the suspects sentenced to life in prison for the senseless murder of their son. Phil Henderson told CBS News after the sentencing that he can't understand why a man's life here in Greece doesn't mean anything. You should not be able to chase a man down and beat him to death and not go to jail, his wife Jill Henderson added before breaking down into tears. Blessings, grace, and strength to the family of Bakari Henderson. Hold up Phil Henderson and Jill Henderson in your prayers. In Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. These days I've been talking to God. These days I've been cutting the ties. Tailor made like I'm cutting the ties. These days I've been peeping the signs, reading the times. These days losing my mind. These days we ain't cool as the fines. Indirect, you don't get a response. These days you've been hitting my line. These days I've been hitting the climb. Card decline. But I don't know you would dime. These days I've been more than myself. These days I ain't asking for help. Ask for strength, less for wealth. These days I've been reading the acts. Yes, if it give me fear, I pray I never collapse. These days I've been lacking the nap, but I'm proud of my naps. And even more proud to be black. These days I've been thinking way before I react If I ever react, just some thoughts from the kid in the back I've been rocking, I've been praying I've been growing, I've been changing Ain't no way I'm going back So I had me fall off track I know I'm destined for something much greater than myself these days feel it's all a facade These days feel it's all a mirage These days still beating the eyes To get the picture, gotta see the collage These days, man, we are who we are These days trying to plot and escape These days I ain't holding my weight When the good Lord see me pray, he opens the gates These days I just own my mistakes I'm knowing the stakes and paving the way These days I don't honor neglect These days I don't honor the rest Lacking the rest, they lacking the best These days I be all on my chest But they never see what's next, even stopping finesse These days I ain't hoping for change These days I be moving in faith It's never too late, for 
get what they say. These days it ain't nothing to do. These days I ain't sitting around smoking with you. Procrastinated too long to be hoping with you. Been alone too long to be open with you. Got my own set of problems, I ain't coping with you. Sherry Shepard these days, so it's bigger than you. These days, gotta get to it now. These days I might make me a child. Teach her how to be the queen of a town. Inspire those to come and spread love. It don't matter if you white or you brown. These days I've been ready to blow. These days I've been ready to go. Trying to stop me, but I'm straight from the go. These days can't believe in the know. If they don't open up for me, then we breaking the door. These days I be less to talk. These days I be more with the walk. These days I ain't taking a loss. These days see it clear and involves. I show my son to respect before we pick up the chart. I've been
love is weak. He said, Joe, living. and grace and I'm back with technology starting off on the telegraph.co.uk cruise ship to be powered by rotten fish and world first how many uses are there for rotten fish powering cruise ships might not immediately spring to your mind but that's exactly what Hertogruten the world's largest expedition cruise line has planned by 2021 the Norwegian cruise operator will run at least six of its growing fleet of ships on a mixture of of biogas, liquefied natural gas, and large battery packs. The liquefied biogas, LBG, is a fossil-free, renewable gas produced from dead fish and other organic waste and the most eco-friendly fuel available. Hertogruten, CEO, says what others see as a problem, we see as a resource and a solution. By introducing biogas as a fuel for cruise ships, Hertogruten will be the first cruise company to power ships with fossil-free fuel. So Hertogruten expects to invest more than $850 million in building the world's greenest cruise line. It will retrofit at least six of its existing vessels, replacing diesel propulsion with large battery packs and the LNG engine. In addition to LNG, it will use LBG. The large fishery and forestry sectors of Northern Europe, including Norway, produce a steady stream of organic waste. 
Hertegruten suggests that this presents a unique opportunity for Northern Europe to become a world leader in biogas production. And moving forward to Israel21c.org, Israeli scientists develop implanted organs that won't be rejected. Breakthrough development uses a patient's own stomach cells, cutting the risk of an immune response to implanted organs. Israel researchers report that they have invented the first fully personalized tissue implant engineered from a patient's own material and cells. The new technology makes it possible to engineer any kind of tissue implant for the spinal cord to the heart or brain from one small fatty tissue biopsy. We are able to create a personalized hydrogel from the materials of the biopsy to differentiate fatty tissue cells into different types of cells and to engineer cardiac, spinal cord, cortical, and other tissue implants to treat different diseases. Since both cells and the material used derive from the patient, the implant does not provoke an immune response, ensuring proper regeneration of the defected organ. We believe that the technology of engineering fully personalized tissue implants of any type will allow us to regenerate any organ with minimal risk of immune response, DeVere said. So look at this. They are using one's own tissues and organs to make new ones to replace defective ones. And on the NewYorkTimes.com, Somali workers in Minnesota force Amazon to negotiate. Labor organizers and researchers said they had not heard of Amazon previously coming to the table after workers' pressure, even for private discussions. Soon after, Habak Mohammed immigrated to Minneapolis from Kenya, where she'd been living as a refugee. In 2016, she got a job at a new Amazon warehouse near the city. At first, she enjoyed packing boxes, for delivery to customers, but over time, she said, Amazon required her and her co-workers to pack at a faster rate, at least 230 items an hour, up from 160. Miss Muhammad, who was Muslim, said that Amazon let her take paid breaks to pray, as required by state law, but that her managers had told her that she still needed to keep the pace. There's just pressure, Miss Muhammad, who's 24, said. The people they don't fire worry one day they will be fired. Miss Muhammad and scores of East African colleagues, many of them like her, born in Somalia, responded in an unusual way for Amazon workers. They organized to complain. Now tied together by cultural connection and empowered by a tight labor market, they appear to be the first known group in the United States to get Amazon management to negotiate. After modest protests over the summer, the workers have had two private meetings with management in recent months. Labor organizers and researchers said they were not aware of Amazon coming to the table previously in the United States amid pressure from workers, even for private discussions. Last week, Amazon offered some compromises at its facilities in the Minneapolis area. The company said it would require a general manager and a Somali-speaking manager 
to agree to any firings related to productivity rates, designate a manager to respond to individual complaints within five days, and meet with workers quarterly. By Saturday night, a group of about 40 workers had decided that the compromises were insufficient, with the primary concern being the pace at which they are expected to work. They voted to stage a large protest and walk out on December 14th, in the thick of the holiday season. Each community is a little different, and each one, we work to ensure our employees have great experiences with the most important element being our direct connection to our employees, Amazon said in a statement. So Ashley Robinson, a company spokeswoman, added that the company did not see its work with the East African workers as a negotiation, but rather as a form of community engagement, similar to its outreach efforts with veterans and lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender employees. To workers, the formal meetings were a result of more than a year of organizing by the Awood Center, a nonprofit focused on on helping East African workers. Nobody would assume a Muslim worker with limited language skills in the middle of Minnesota can be a leader in a viable fight against one of the biggest employers in the world and bring them to the table, said Abdurman Muse, Atwood's executive director. Amazon has sought to squeeze more profit out of its operations as growth slows. Brian Ovslavsky, the company's finance chief, told investors in October that get her better getting better efficiencies from operations was a corporate priority. The company now has more than 110 so-called fulfillment centers across the country and other outposts that handle logistics. Each is like a mini-city. Mr. Muse said Awood's goal was not to unionize. No unions represent Amazon workers in the United States, although a group is trying to organize employees at Whole Foods, which Amazon owns. Brashin Rogers, a labor law professor at Temple University in Philadelphia, said union organizing drives were long and grueling, coming down to a yes or no vote. Oftentimes, Professor Rogers said, worker centers like Awood that organize along affinity lines of culture or religion can force change. Organize along affinity lines of culture or religion can force change, he said. So big ups and blessings go out to the Somali workers in Minnesota who forced Amazon to negotiate. And moving forward on motherboard.vice.com, lab-grown mini-brains spontaneously produce human-like brainwaves for the first time. Lab-grown mini-brains spontaneously produce human-like brainwaves for the first time. The electrical activity of the lab-grown mini-brains was similar to that seen in premature infants and may help researchers understand brain development disorders. Neuroscientists from the University of California, San Diego, observed spontaneous electrical activity that resembled human brain waves in a lab-grown mini-brain for the first time. They hope this breakthrough will allow researchers to study the early stages of brain disorders like epilepsy in infants, which is usually difficult or impossible 
due to the difficulty of analyzing a fetus in utero. After the brain organoids had been growing in petri dishes for about six months, the researchers noticed that the electrical activity they were measuring was occurring at a higher rate that had ever been documented before in lab-grown organoids. Even more surprising, however, was that this electrical activity didn't resemble the synchronized activity seen in mature human brains. Instead, the electrical patterns were chaotic, a hallmark of a developing brain. So they made many developing brains. When Matori and his colleagues compared the organoid's electrical activity to that seen in premature babies, they found it was strikingly similar to the pattern seen in babies born between 25 and 39 weeks after conception. According to an article in the research in Nature, so neuroscientists are divided on the significance of the results. Given how little neuroscientists know about the developing brain, it will be difficult to settle this debate one way or the other for now. Although these lab-grown brains are a far cry from actual human brains, the research does raise an interesting issue about toying with consciousness in stem cell research. Mortree, for his part, isn't worried about creating consciousness in the lab just yet. It's a very gray zone in this stage, Mortree told Nature. I don't think anyone has a clear view of the potential of this. They don't have a clear view of the potential but they are producing human-like brain waves in lab-grown mini-brains. And the brain waves are happening spontaneously for the first time. And moving forward on to Reuters.com, White House seeks to end subsidies for electric cars and renewables. The White House economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, said on Monday that Trump administration wants to end subsidies for electric cars and other items, including renewable energy sources. Asked about plans after General Motors announced U.S. plant closings and layoffs last week, Kudlow pointed to the $2,500 to $7,500 tax credit for consumers who buy plug-in electric vehicles, including those made by GM under federal law. As a matter of our policy, we want to end all of those subsidies, Kudlow said. And by the way, other subsidies that were imposed during the Obama administration, we are ending, whether it's for renewables and so forth. Asked about a timeline, he said, it's just all going to end in the near future. I don't know where, whether it will end in 2020 or 2021. The tax credits are capped by Congress at 200,000 vehicles per manufacturer, after which the subsidy phases out. GM has said it expects to hit the threshold by the end of 2018, which means under the current law, its tax credit scheme would end in 2020. Tesla Inc. said in July it had hit the threshold. Other automakers may not hit the cap for several years. Experts say the White House cannot change the cap unilaterally. U.S. President Donald Trump last week threatened to eliminate subsidies for GM and retaliation for the company's decision. Kudlow made clear any changes in subsidies would just affect GM. I think legally you just can't, he said. 
Democrats will take control of the U.S. House in January and are unlikely to agree to end subsidies for electric cars, and many have been pushing for additional incentives. Tesla and GM have lobbied Congress for months to lift the cap on electric vehicles or make other changes, but face an uphill battle and make changes before the current Congress expires. So if you're making a renewable purchase, now is the time to do it, especially before 2022, as they are trying to undo everything that Obama did in regards to the environment and how that affects consumers. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
I'm going to be talking about the wonderful benefits 
of neroli essential oil. The health benefits of neroli essential oil can be attributed to its properties as an antidepressant, aphrodisiac, antiseptic, accarmative, bactericidal, disinfectant, antispasmodic, deodorant, digestive, emollient, sedative, and tonic substance. Neroli essential oil comes from this, a citrus fruit. Because of this fact, most of its medicinal properties match those of other citrus essential oils. This oil is extracted by steam distillation of flowers of neroli. And so the health benefits of neroli essential oil is that it relieves chronic depression. If you cannot escape from depression, even when you're out at parties, you can try this essential oil to relieve your chronic depression. Neroli essential oil drives away sadness, invokes a feeling of joy and happiness, while uplifting your overall mood. That's why this oil is extensively used in aromatherapy. It's an aphrodisiac. Those of you that want to relieve those moments of your youth, even in your 50s or 60s or 90s, should give this essential oil a try. It not only increases the libido, but it also helps cure a loss of interest in sex, frigidity, impotence, and erectile dysfunctions. It has also been known to create romantic and sexual feelings, which is very important for having a happy and successful sex life. When you get a cut or a wound and the doctor is too far to reach for an anti-tetanus injection, you should apply this oil to your wounds. This will effectively protect your wounds from infections and tetanus. You can then take time to visit the doctor. It kills bacteria. This powerful essential oil kills bacteria and keeps your body free from a number of microbial infections and toxins. In diseases like cholera, typhoid, and food poisoning, as well as certain skin conditions caused by bacteria, this oil may prove useful in giving considerable relief. It keeps you warm. Neroli essential oil is a very good choice to give you protection from cold during winters. It keeps you warm and prevents coughs and colds from infecting you. It would also curb the production of excess mucus and makes it easier for you to breathe and sleep in the winter. It's a carmative. This will make an exit sign for the gases that build up inside your stomach and intestines. On being relieved of your gases, you feel light and your appetite comes back. There is no more indigestion and the inflammation is gone along with the stomach aches. On top of that, you get lower blood pressure as a bonus. And skin care. This property of Neroli essential oil works better than any anti-mark cream or lotion. In fact, some herbal anti-mark applications use this essential oil. This causes scars, spots, and aftermarks left by acne, boils, and pox to fade away. It cures infection. Taken internally and disinfects the body as well as your surroundings as it cures infections of colon, prostate, kidney, and urinary tracts. Additionally, it helps cure skin infections and protects against new infections as well. It handles spasms. This essential oil handles spasms and gives relief from spasmodic coughs, 
cramps, spasmodic aches, and spasmodic cholera. It also relaxes the muscles throughout the body. It has a sedative effect. It sedates all the organs and the metabolic functions of the body, including those in your head. It gives relief from anxiety, distress, anger, depression, inflammations, and other irritation. In other words, it relaxes both the body and the soul. It acts as a tonic. Neurali essential oil safeguards all aspects of good health, such as maintaining the correct rate of metabolism, proper circulation, and a boosted immune system. It's a deodorant. This essential oil can also drive away foul odors. It can be used on the body as a perfume or in rooms as room fresheners or vaporizers. This will not only drive away odor, but it will also disinfect the room against germs and toxins. And it promotes digestion. Neroli essential oil promotes digestion and increases appetite. It moisturizes the skin. This is one of the most popular properties of neroli essential oil, which is its ability to care for the skin. It makes the smooth skin free from infections and adds a glamorous glow to it. And it helps maintain the right moisture and oil balance in the skin. So it moisturizes the skin, promotes digestion, a deodorant, a tonic, a sedative, handles spasms, cures infection, skin care, carmative, get all the gas out your body, it keeps you warm, it kills bacteria, prevents infection, an aphrodisiac, and relieves chronic depression. The health benefits of neroli essential oil. Check out the nature of the Most High and how it can continually bless you. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Everybody is half dead. Everybody avoids everybody. All over the place, in most situations, most all of the time. I know I'm one of those everybody. And to me, it is terrible. And so all I'm trying to do all the time is just to open people up so they can feel themselves and let themselves be open to somebody else. That is all. That's it. It's like to be known. 
Bless up, Kida Rankin. To me, one love is like a message and a call for people to live in unity, peace and love. And to remember that we are really one human race. And so love and respect is due to everyone, regardless of color or class. Sleep in the streets of the city, no. So we know the thing gets sticky, no. Single father, I fight for the gritty, yo. Babylon, I say them not take pity, though. Say they teaching the youth, but nothing, no. So they shatter them, I rise out, they go to know. Baby, it's a 45 and the chopper, yo. Kinda hard what the youth have to turn to know. What we need to realize, even through the hard times, got to make the right choice. What we need is love, one love. Time's hard, work we are work so we reap we reward Nobody watch them, them a fraud Hope and I pray say we play bad card Mama head a hurt her, she can't sleep Tired for rest her cheek on the cold concrete Also she a hustle but it look bleak She a fi sell back for the third time this week What we need to realize Even through the hard times Got to make the right choice What we need is love, one love Just a bun a lick of one of them one lock them up from them son and them daughter This year uprising could a never be surprising Babylon a packing a scent in a horizon System designed for we fall But we break down their walls Them no like that at all Applaud for see poor people fall What we need to realize Even through the hard times Got to make the right choice What we need is love One love Make the right choice 
Blessings and grace, 
and I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. Starting off with the word Ebenezer. Ebenezer is Hebrew for stone of help, precious stone of succor, gem of help. Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mitzpah and Shen and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying hereto, Hath Jehovah had helped us. 1 Samuel 7.12 This was just after the Philistines had been overcome and put to rout by the Israelites in 1 Samuel 7.5-11. Metaphysically, Ebenezer is realization and acknowledgement of God's aid in gaining victory over errors of sense. This is the result of mental and spiritual work and becomes an abiding consciousness in the soul, typified in the scripture as the rock of Christ. The stone called Ebenezer refers to the Christ, who is the rock of deliverance, a very present help in every time of need, in every individual who will acknowledge him. This stone's being placed between Mitzvah and Shem, the watchtower of prayer, and the assimilating of true ideas gained through prayer, heralds the lifting up of the whole organism, the bringing of the ideal man into manifestation. This is the work of Christ in every individual. And the word penina, penina is Hebrew for pearl, red coral, precious stone, gem, jewel, one of the wives of Elkanah, the Ephronite. His wife was Hannah, mother of Samuel the prophet, 1 Samuel 1-2. Metaphysically, Penina is the soul lifted up in individual consciousness and unified with the understanding that man's inheritance is from the Most High, that while he does not own anything selfishly, yet all that the Father has is his. The union of the soul with this understanding makes of the soul or causes the individual to realize that the soul is a precious jewel, a pearl, a precious stone. And with that understanding, there's an increase of good in thoughts and ideas. And the word Lashem is Hebrew, and it means firm, courageous, strong, fortress, precious gem, a place that the children of Dan conquered and possessed in Joshua 19.47. It is called Laish in Judges 18.29. Metaphysically, Lashem, like Laish, a group of steadfast, strong, fearless, and courageous thoughts in consciousness coming into the possession of Dan or becoming allied to and guided by the judgment faculty in the individual. This group of thoughts becomes a veritable fortress, a stronghold for the promotion of that which is good and true. A steadfast, strong, fearless, and courageous thoughts in consciousness. The strong fortress, the precious gems. Ishpan. Ishpan is Hebrew for firm, strong, scratched, 
scraped, made smooth, polished, excellence, bald, bare. A chief of the tribe of Benjamin in First Chronicles 8.22. Metaphysically, Ishpan means faith, a firm, unwavering place in consciousness, but tending to a belief in wearing out and dissipation of strength through activity. And it's the same as Ispa, which is firm and strong, a Benjamite chief in First Chronicles 8.16 and 28. Metaphysically, Ishpa is a leading faith thought in consciousness, producing excellence, firmness, and strength. The working out of the definitions of Ishpa, however, show a wearing out tendency or a tendency to dissipation through use instead of an increased strength and all good. This is because the individual at this stage of his development does not comprehend clearly the omnipresent fullness of life, substance, and spiritual truth. Life and good are abiding and will increase daily in man's consciousness as he learns to abide in the inner truth of being. Abide in the inner truth of being and quit throwing his forces to the outer in his activities. And Tarshish. Tarshish is Hebrew for gravitational energy, precipitant force, hard, harness, severity, breaking, broken, subdued, subjected, place of the stone, place of the stone, chrysolite, topaz, beryl, amber. A son of Javan, who was a son of Japheth and the grandson of Noah, Genesis 10.4, Son of Bilhan, a Benjamite, First Chronicles seven ten, one of the seven princes of Persia, Esther one fourteen, also a commercial city or district that is supposed to have been in Spain, Second Chronicles nine twenty one. Metaphysically, Tarshish is the hard, unyielding, argumentative, battering, demolishing tendency that is characteristic of the purely intellectual and reasoning nature in man, when mixed with divine love and the softening influence of spiritual wisdom. Intellectual reasoning, with its seemingly hard and tolerant attitude, can enter into the various faculties of mind in the individual, such as faith. But the aspect of intellectual thought that Tarshish signifies belongs especially to the outer, personal man. The intellect is very active in the trading, trafficking state of thought that the commercial city of Tarshish signifies. Yet regardless of its seeming hardness, while it's in its purely carnal state, the intellectual capacity in man is really a precious stone, a rare treasure, a place of the stone. Under the influence of the Holy Spirit of truth and love, it becomes softened and mellowed, and it is in time brought into 
complete subjection, subdued to the higher spiritual understanding and inspiration. The intellect is a very valuable servant, but it should not rule in consciousness. The wisdom is that from above, should always be given the precedence. This higher wisdom, we are told, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without variance, without hypocrisy. And the Hebrew word shoham means universally sublimated, quickened, pale, flesh-colored, sardonyx, onyx, beryl, the name of a very precious stone. It is thought to be either the beryl or the onyx and is translated as such in various places in the Bible. Metaphysically, shoham is a very highly refined idea and expression of substance in individual consciousness or spiritual substance being revealed in all its purity, beauty, and priceless value to the consciousness of the spiritually awakened individual, universally sublimated, quickened, onyx, beryl, sardonyx, the precious stones here bespeaking of substance. And the metaphysical meaning of substance is an idea of divine mind, an attribute of being. It is a spiritual essence out of which all things are made. It is visible and comprehensible to mind, but the five senses of man cannot comprehend it. One forms a consciousness of substance by dwelling in mind on the idea of the substantial unbindingness of being and the internal reality of all true substance. Substance is made visible to the sense man by man's thought. However, he does not see it as it is in being, but as it appears to his limited understanding. Men have not recognized substance because their minds have been centered on effect instead of cause, on manifestation in matter instead of the idea back of manifestation. The true bread out of heaven is spiritual substance. Heaven is the realm of divine ideas. Omnipresent, eternal, and substance is one of these divine ideas. And the divine idea of the underlying reality of all things. Substance is everywhere present, pervades all things, and inspires to action. It underlies all manifestation and is the spiritual essence the living energy out of which everything is made. Through substance, all the attributes of being are expressed. It sustains and enriches any idea that is projected into it. Divine substance is man's supply. Out of it he forms whatever he will, according to his faith and understanding. By entering into the silence, Acknowledging divine substance, affirming his faith in and oneness with it, man becomes conscious of substance. 
spiritual realization of divine substance enriches the soil or thought stuff of the mind. Yeshua considered divine substance the treasure field in which he could find the fulfillment of his every need. Every demonstration over mortal limitations is followed by a realization of infinite reality. When man puts away the belief in the reality of matter, there follows a realization of the presence of true substance, of which matter is a mortal concept. Hence, this thought stuff may be made active by holding an affirmation, such as, The rich substance of the kingdom of the Most High is pouring its plenty perpetually into my mind and affairs, and I am in always prospered. Again, the affirmation, the rich substance of the kingdom of the Most High is pouring its plenty perpetually into my mind and affairs, and I am in always prospered. Overstand the gem, the substance, the jewels. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. That was Lisa Adore Noah and Isaiah Hill, No Way, Braxton Cook, I Can't, Alamos Instrumental Remix, Afro Brothers, Story of a Piano, All Cows Eat Grass, Daydreaming, Pasture Sessions, Sun Ra, Godspell, Broken Transient, Delightful, Kita, One Love, Keisha Soleil, featuring Nina Simone, To Feel, Kiefer, What a Day, Etzia, Ja Will Provide, Remix, DJ Lycox and WK Music, Charge, Chris Keys, Dumberton, Claire Angel, Run the Wicked Away. Naturally Nice, featuring Christian Jalan, These Days. Oshun, Welcome. Braxton Cook, Pariah, Kiefer Remix. Rima, Crowns Upon Your Head. Scott Zilo, featuring Afronaut Zoo, Catherine Sarah and Marcus Joseph, Araya. John Nine, Heaven. The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bachka, Earthology, Sarak, Exhibit She, and John Nine, Gratitude. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings, grace, love, and strength to all. <laughs>